Hetty McKinley of Altamont has a wide world view. Raised in Vienna, she escaped after the Nazi invasion, first to England and then America. She has a master's degree in social work from Columbia University and is retired as an assistant professor of the University of Albany. She maintains a private practice as a certified social worker and has long been interested in end-of-life issues. She's speaking about them at a forum on April 16th. Three states, Oregon first in 1997, Washington in 2009, and Vermont in 2013 have passed laws to allow lethal prescriptions for terminally ill adults. Currently in New Mexico, following a judge's 2014 decision, terminally ill patients have a constitutional right to get help in dying, although the state's attorney general is appealing the ruling. Finally in Montana, a 2009 case established protection for doctors who write lethal prescriptions requested by terminally ill patients. In New York, there's a bill now in both the state, Senate, and Assembly called the End of Life Options Act, which, quote, is to make aid in dying an open, legitimate option for terminally ill individuals in New York State, end quote. Hetty McKinley talked to me, Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, about death. So how did you get interested in I don't know. I've this? always been interested. You know, I'm an only child to begin with. And I've also always had animals, dogs and cats. And um, I've noticed how simple it is when a dog has to die or a cat has to die. And we have to take them to the vet. And it, the vet gives the animal a shot you hold the animal in your arms and the animal breathes one sigh and is dead. But for us people, it's not so easy. People keep us alive for years and years and years. Our family won't let us go. Um, it's a uh, certainly different, as it should be different from animals. But I got interested, I think, uh, because of my animals to see how simple it was and how it should be and how difficult it is and how doctors are not often not willing to even consider the idea that it's time for you to go. Um, the, uh, the longer you live, the better, the more things you can try, the more shots you can get, the more blood you can draw. Just keep going, keep going, keep going. And um, I feel that this should be a decision that we should be able to make ourselves. We are able, for instance, to stop eating and drinking. For some people, that's the only way they can die. They just stop eating and drinking. So one of the things, as I've been reading over some of the literature on this, that seems inherently unfair is people that are on life support systems right now have the ability to say, no, DNR, do not resuscitate. But other people that aren't on those, if, they're, if you're just withholding food or water from someone, that must take great 
self-will and a lot of suffering to get to the point where you die. Yes, and that's why we think the doctors should be able to help us. They should be able to, and they are in three states. Oregon is one of the states, uh, to prescribe medication, which when you find that your life is no longer possible, that you... um, uh, and we're not talking about suicide. We're not talking about a young person who is in love with another person and, and wants to kill himself mm-hmm. out of, or even um, a healthy person who has a life in front of herself or himself. We're talking of people who are dying, who are dying, but who are dying very, very slowly, inch by inch. And we would like to make it possible for them to end it when it's going to end anyway. And it's legal in many countries. For instance, Holland. Uh, The doctor, your doctor whom you've had since you were born, will come and will administer medication and you will fall asleep. So why do you think in the United States it's difficult for doctors? Um, You had mentioned to me in an earlier conversation a doctor will say to you, doesn't even want to talk about end of life. You're going to live to be 100. And what is it, do you think, about the... Well, religion in this country, it's much stronger, for instance, than, let's say, Holland, Mm -hmm. where religion for most people is an unimportant part. The Catholic Church is quite opposed, uh, not when I say the Catholic Church, I don't mean all of the Church, but many of the Catholic Church are opposed to the idea of you taking... Uh, the decision into your own hands. Mm-hmm. You feel that God should decide when you live and when you die. And I understand that. Um, but for some people who don't have that faith, perhaps they should be allowed to uh, do as they feel they have to with their own lives. Mm-hmm. Another thing that just as you've been talking occurred to me, what word do you think would be a good word to use if not suicide? Suicide I guess you're right when you were talking about how we often associate it with, you know, young lovers or whatever, but the word itself means self-killing, and the heart of this bill proposed in New York and also the similar ones in Vermont and Washington and Oregon have at the center of them that it's the patient that's deciding. It's the doctor that's helping the patient. Right. If the doctor's not telling the patient it's time for you to go. Never, the never. The patient is saying to the doctor, I want to go. Can you Please help, help me? me. And so, in, uh, there are many safeguards. For instance, Oregon was the first state mm-hmm. of demand. Uh, I believe you must uh, live there for X number of months, maybe six months or a year. Um, and even once the medication is given to you, I believe that you cannot take it for four to seven days to be sure that this is what you want to do. Also, there must be two doctors, not just one doctor, um, to be able to attest that you are um, dying or that you have an illness that will not allow you to live very long. So there are many, many safeguards built into this. Uh, And there is a bill... um, in New York State, which would allow people to do just that with the help of one or two doctors. So for people that 
aren't to that stage yet. You had some other advice I think would be useful for people to hear um, where they're healthy now, <laughs> but we don't often think in advance of death, and I think you called having it the conversation. Could you just talk a little about oh, what yes. that conversation should be? Well, we all have, a, many of us have a conversation with the children when they are eight or nine or ten about sex. <laughs> That's you know, true. Um, so we tell them about boys and girls, about the bees and um, whatever, but there is another conversation coming, and that has to do when... Um, our children are grown, and we need to tell them what we want. There are many things to tell. You may want nothing. You may want to be allowed to die slowly, as long as it takes, with the pneumonia or whatever it is. Stay in the hospital, stay at, um, um, what is that part of a hospital? Um mm-hmm. The part where like assisted, um, um, no, no, no. we uh, St. Peter's has uh, hospice, oh, hospice, stay okay. in hospice, um, and do nothing, do nothing at all. Other people don't want to suffer, they don't believe suffering is a wonderful thing, and they would like some help to not have to suffer until finally they are released. So we want to have the conversation with the children. Now the children aren't always willing. Uh, oh, uh, this is too painful to think about a parent's death. And they will try, many children will try to weasel out of it. But I think that it really is a sensible thing to do way before you're old. Because you talk about other things to your children. Why not talk about your own demise? This is what I want, and this is what I don't want. And put it on paper if possible. And you also mentioned, too, that it's important to have, I think you use the term proxy, that you have one person who's responsible for seeing that those wishes are carried out. You absolutely have to have that. A healthcare proxy will... Um, you will decide on a person, and you can change. You can change everything, always. You are always in charge. So you decide that the one person in your life. It doesn't have to be a family member. As a matter of fact, it's often better not to have a family member because a family member is number one emotionally involved, and number two is inheriting from you. And um, the law can then say, yes, of course, you you wanted to help Grandma or Ma die because you're inheriting the house or the jewels or what have you. So it's better to have a friend who will be your health care proxy, who will see to it that the hospital do what you want done. Namely, do not resuscitate if that's not what you want. You fall down on the kitchen floor, you stop breathing. Your heart has stopped. Now, do you want the machines to resuscitate? Some people do. Some people don't. And if you don't, you want to tell your children that you don't want that, for instance. So any of your wishes, of course, where you want to be buried, um, all these things you want to discuss with the children when you can, and if possible, before it's too late. Good advice. So is there anything, just in wrapping up, you feel it's such a huge topic, but, um, you know, have are there any major points we've missed just to get out before the public at this 
go around? Well, most of all, what is already happening, interestingly enough, that it's become a topic that is being discussed. It used to be just uh, a topic that everybody shied away from. But uh, currently, I've just come from a meeting where there were about 75 people discussing this topic. There's a place called Compassionate Choices, which um, deals with this issue. They will help you... um, decide what you want to do, discuss your medications. They will not kill you. They will not do anything to bring about your death. But the topic at least has come into the open, which is really, really, really helpful because so many people have died somehow not having a single person to talk about it, including doctors who often do not like to discuss that subject because they say they're in the business of healing they're not, I'm not in the business of killing, I'm in the business of healing. Yeah, they take the Hippocratic Oath. Right. Well, what would your advice be to doctors? If they're doctors listening They are changing Oh, they are changing They should be sensible about the situation Is there any sense to take an 97 year old person who has collapsed restart the heart, drag them to the hospital, take blood tests, put injections in, and the person dies seven days later in agony. Um, I think the doctors are, or I know that doctors are coming around, my own, our own doctor is, and it's, it's a yeah, subject that has somehow has had its time, and the young woman who had to go to Oregon to die Yes, I just um, listened to the video of her, Brittany Maynard. Brittany Maynard. And what a stunning thing that was. The day of her death, she looked right at the camera and said, I'm going upstairs to my bedroom with my husband and people I love, and told her reasons. And it was quite a stunning thing and to it's listen to. sad in a way that she had to go to another state, that mm-hmm. she could not die where her friends were. Mm-hmm. So I, I really believe that slowly many states are interested. Um, New Mexico, um, I believe Vermont, and several other states are beginning to have some interest in the matter. I have no doubt that this will be an, a, a happening, this, this will be possible for people to choose. And it's always, I want to make a point of choosing. You can decide one minute before your death. That's not what you want to do. Mm-hmm. It's always up to you. No one, no one ever makes you uh, die. Well, I'm going to ask a question you don't have to answer, but you shared with me that you're this month going to turn 95. Do you have in mind how you'd like your own death to be? Have you? Oh, very much so. Um, I really hope, well, first of all, we all hope the same thing. You talk to people and they all want to collapse on the kitchen floor and die (laughs) right then and there, immediately. Um, I don't want anyone to prolong my life for even a day if I'm going to be at the end of my life, if I'm dying. There is no sense to lie in the hospital bed waiting to die. Uh, take somebody else's hospital bed or to take somebody else's doctor away from you. There is no sense to it unless you have religious scruples, which I don't have. But people who do, of course, must do 
what their religion tells them. But I feel that if my life is not going to be the way it was before, mm -hmm. then I don't want it. And I should be able to decide that. I can make many other decisions in my life. Society allows me to make many, many decisions. Why not make this very important decision when to end my life? And again, I'm not talking about a young person who's in love and is killing herself for himself, uh, you know. You're talking about someone who's terminally ill. Yes. Yes. yes I am. Well, thank you. This oh, you're very welcome, and thank you for thinking about this topic.